On today's show, Takata settles a lawsuit and will probably be bought by a Chinese supplier. Ford brings Slingbox into the new expedition, and why putting its logo on underwear is part of Jeep's master marketing plan. All that more coming right up on Autoline Daily. This is Autoline Daily, the show for those who really want to know what's happening in the automotive industry. In a courtroom in Detroit yesterday, Takata pleaded guilty to covering up airbag defects and will pay the U.S. Justice Department a $1 billion fine. This clears the way for Takata to be sold, and there's a long line of potential buyers. Bloomberg reports that Key Safety Systems will be the likely buyer. Key Safety is based in Michigan and is owned by the Ningbo Joyson Electronic Corporation of China. Even though some people might scratch their heads wondering why anyone would want to buy Takata, that sale would immediately make Key Safety Systems one of the largest airbag suppliers in the world. And in related news, lawyers for people injured by those airbags have filed a lawsuit against Honda, Ford, BMW, Toyota, and Nissan, saying the automakers knew the airbags were defective but went ahead and used them anyway because they were cheaper. Honda immediately denied the accusation. And here's our Autoline Insight. Most people don't realize that the airbags that failed were 10 to 15 years old. And even though the airbags that killed people got headlines around the world, the failure rate is extremely rare. Only, get this, 0.000006 failures per airbag deployment. So it seems highly unlikely that automakers knew there was a problem with these airbags until a decade after they were installed in cars. Ford is really getting serious about streaming services in its cars. It already offers some stream-friendly technology like Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, but starting this fall, it will offer a Wi-Fi hotspot that supports up to 10 devices, and Ford will be the first to integrate Sling Player into a vehicle. Sling Player is a part of Sling Box, which allows users to stream live TV to a device by connecting to their home cable or satellite system. Something else that I also believe is new to Ford is an HDMI port, which will give owners even more ways to view content without having to get new hardware or enter into a subscription. Ford will first offer these features in the all-new Expedition. Still to come, why in the world is Jeep putting its logo on underwear? AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. And by Yen Feng, experience in motion. Ford is going to offer a lightweight version of the GT called the Competition Series. The engine cover window gets replaced with acrylic. It also features a manual latch and gets a carbon fiber prop rod. The Gorilla Glass that separates the cockpit from the engine compartment is now half as thick. The air conditioning, radio and speakers, stowage bins, and cup holders have all been removed and eke out every last gram. There are optional carbon fiber wheels and titanium lug nuts and exhaust. While Jeep is in an all-out effort to boost its sales globally, it sees huge opportunity to grow in Asia, Europe, and South America. And to introduce the Jeep brand to people who don't know about it, it developed three different brands of clothing and accessories. One brand is called Jeep Spirit. It sells shirts, shorts, hats, 
and even underwear with the Jeep brand logo. You heard me right, folks, underwear. Then comes one called JXP. It's all about high-end clothing for extreme climates, like 480 bucks for a windbreaker jacket. And then there is a brand, J is for Jeep. It's all about children's clothes, including jogging strollers and diaper bags. Mike Manley, the head of Jeep, says selling clothing and accessories isn't so much about making money as it is about making Jeep a household name. He says that's critically important to new markets for Jeep, especially in China. You know, most posters for car shows depict an uber-rare vehicle placed in the most tranquil of settings draped in perfect sunlight. But this year's Eyes on Design poster is completely different. The folks from this year's show leaned on futurist Sid Mead, who's done conceptual work for movies like Blade Runner, Aliens, and Star Trek. It's all about Sid Mead's vision of what the Eye show might look like in 30 years. Set in a multi-level park, Mead's illustration showcases the imagined vehicles of the future while paying homage to the classic cars of the past. The Eyes on Design car show takes place on Father's Day, June 18th, and Sid will be there signing copies of the poster for anyone that wants one. Coming up next, Volvo doesn't want anyone killed in its cars after 2020, and here's the next step of how it's going to get there. Lear Connexus is the new application suite in vehicle connectivity designed to deliver over-the-air software updates and more from Lear Corporation's eSystems, leaders in power and data management. Volvo's publicly stated goal is that it doesn't want anyone killed or seriously injured in one of its new vehicles by 2020. So it's adding three new driver assistance features to the upcoming XC60 SUV. Most noteworthy is steering support, which automatically steers the car to avoid a crash if automatic braking alone won't prevent an accident. It works at speeds between 31 and 62 miles per hour. Oncoming lane mitigation avoids oncoming traffic if the driver wanders out of the lane. It works at speeds between 37 and 87 miles per hour. And the blind spot information system has been updated to include Seer Assist which helps avoid accidents with vehicles in a blind spot by steering the car back into its own lane. Last summer, we showed you an emergency steering system developed by ZF. Volvo has not said who developed its system, but we wouldn't be surprised if ZF or some other supplier was involved. The global automotive industry is off to a good start this year. Automakers sold 7 million light vehicles in January, up more than 3% from the year before. But the growth, or lack thereof, varies by region. Asia-Pacific leads the way, accounting for nearly half of all new cars sold in the world. Sales were up nearly 2%. The European market is definitely getting back on its feet. Sales were up nearly 9%, and it surpassed the North American market for the first time in years. Meanwhile, the North American market was the only one to decline, but sales fell by less than 1%. South America climbed a strong 10%, But that's coming off a weak base, and that market has a long way to go before it recovers. And markets in the rest of the world were up a strong 12%. Put it all together, and 2017 is shaping up to be a good year for the global automotive industry. That wraps up today's report. Please join us again tomorrow.